Listener-supported KFUO, we are the messenger of good news. I'm Gary Duncan. This is the Midday Moments program. It's time now for our moment on the lighter side. And this afternoon, we welcome back Dr. Luke for our continuing series on Luke's exclusives. But before we begin, Dr. Luke, can I set the scene? Well, have at it, partner. Okay, we've been talking about how all your gospel stories are interconnected. For example, you have the story about Martha, who is anxious and troubled about many things. Jesus reminds her there is just one thing she needs, and that is Jesus' teaching. Shortly after that in your gospel, you record the actual teaching that Jesus gives to anxious people. Uh, Right, Uh, Luke chapter 12, where Jesus says, Don't be anxious. Look at the ravens and lilies and and even the pagans. God takes care of all of these. Won't he also take care of us, his dear children? But as I said last week, that comforting statement makes me all the more anxious. I, I know I shouldn't be troubled. I know God is in control. I know God loves me, but I still worry. And then I worry about how God treats someone like me who worries. You know, how does God handle such men of little faith? As I told you last week, Luke chapter 12 has comfort spoken precisely to men like yourself. In fact, you said that chapter contains one of the most comforting words in the Bible, a word that is unique to your gospel. So what is that comforting word for those of little faith? Well, let's begin with chapter 12, verse 28. Okay. But if God so clothes the grass, which is alive in the field today, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O of little faith? As I said last week, uh, God knows what you are. Uh, Jesus doesn't sugarcoat it. He, He calls a spade a spade. He says it plain, you are a man of little faith. But read on what he says in verse 32 then. Okay. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Now this here phrase, little flock, that is unique to my gospel. You won't find it anywhere else in the New Testament. And I don't think it's a fluke or coincidence you find this little uh, just a few verses after the previous little in the phrase, oh, you of little faith. Um, That is to say, we may be men of little faith, But at the same time, we are still part of the little flock of Jesus Christ. Now, now, Mr. Duncan, let's unpack what that all means. Oh, great. Please do, Dr. Luke. Well, no doubt we are a little flock. I mean, we're not rich, powerful people. We don't have much influence in the world. We certainly don't have any congressmen in our pockets. The Apostle Paul said something similar to that in his first letter to the Corinthians. He says... For consider your calling, brothers, not many of you were wise according to worldly standards, not many were powerful, not many were of noble birth. And that's my point. We are a little flock. In a sense, we have reason to be anxious. Uh, We appear mighty small compared to our enemies. Why, the world hates us, the devil and his angels, and and even our own sinful flesh. Indeed, we are nothing but helpless little lambs. But we may be little, but we have a shepherd. Consider the myriad of comforting passages spoken about the shepherd. Well, we'll take death, for instance. Now, that's something I think that makes a lot of people anxious. 
But read what David says in Psalm 23. I know exactly what you're talking about, Dr. Luke. In the Psalm about the Good Shepherd, David says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. I would like to include the last verse as well. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So sure, we're anxious when we face death. Well, we're little sheep. <laughs> but the great shepherd stays by our side until he's led us to the house of our God. But, but consider another source of anxiety. Say you do wander away, fall into sin and doubt. What does the shepherd do? Now read from my own gospel, now chapter 15. Oh, okay. Chapter 15 here of Luke. What man of you having a hundred sheep, if he lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? When it is found, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing, and when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. So you see, as a little sheep, you have, you have all kinds of reasons to be anxious. But your great shepherd always remains faithful. And I think it's interesting in both of these stories that the shepherd brings us home to our God. We're going to talk about that more in just a second. Uh, but first, let me share you with my favorite shepherd passage, which I must admit is not found in my gospel, but rather in the gospel of John. But, but it's still my favorite nonetheless. Uh, read, you got there, John 10, verse 11. Okay. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Uh, you know, when you're anxious, you can look to the ravens or the lilies, but perhaps best of all, look to the cross. Now there's the evidence of how committed your good shepherd is to his little flock. He loves his flock so much, he'd die for them. And so he did. And you know what's interesting, Dr. Luke? He died for them at the very time they were men of little faith. In fact, Jesus said to them right before he was crucified, You will all fall away, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep will be scattered. He donkeys, that they were men of little faith, but they were still men of his little flock. It's not good to be a little faith. But even in our doubt, we, we still have a good shepherd who dies for his flock came back from the dead for his flock and ascends into heaven to where he will someday gather his little flock. Which brings me to the next comforting thing I want to share. Read that verse 32 again, would you? Okay. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you his kingdom. You know, the reason Jesus tells us to fear not is because our getting at the kingdom is not the result of our will. It's not the consequence of how brave and courageous we are, uh, but rather the kingdom is ours, because like it says, it is the Father's good pleasure to give it to us. Dr. Luke, that's why the Father sent his Son, so that we might not perish but have eternal life. Jesus comes at his Father's good pleasure. Like those other passages said, it is the shepherd's job to bring us to our father's house. Jesus tells us, as our good shepherd, even now I am preparing a place for us in our father's mansion. I wish I'd said that myself, but you know, that's another one of those comforting words found in the Gospel of John. Uh, but I'm not jealous, for it was given to me to record the comforting word 
little flock. That's what we are, little, weak, helpless lambs. But we have been gathered out of this world into the flock of the mighty shepherd Jesus who has conquered sin, death, and the devil and given unto his sheep forgiveness, life, and salvation. Why, even now he's calling us by name to gather to that place beside the still waters of baptism, the green pastures of the Lord's Supper, and the rod and the staff, which is his word. You're waxing eloquent, Dr. Luke. Well, I, I just find it helpful to remember we are men of little faith, but we are men of his little flock. Let me share with you one last story. As I said, I'm the only one who uses the phrase little flock in the New Testament. But it does come up once in the Old Testament. And where is that, Dr. Luke? Well, it's found in 1 Kings in a story of Israel at war with the Syrians. And the people of Israel were mustered and were provisioned and went against them. The people of Israel encamped before them like two little flocks of goats. But the Syrians filled the country. I bet I know how the story ends. Ha <laughs> ha, bet you do. The Lord gave the multitude of the Syrians into the hands of little Israel. Our enemies are great. <laughs> the devil, the world, and our flesh. But don't fear, little flock, for it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And to that good end, the Father sent his Son to be our good shepherd and savior. You know, speaking of that, I want to go back to that story of Mary and Martha again. I want to show you yet another connection in the stories of my gospel. And what connection is that? Well, you know, we've got people anxious and troubled. Uh, we got Jesus comforting teaching for the same. I think as a result, there's something those anxious people ought to do. Although I hesitate to use the word ought, because it's not so much something we have to do as, as something I think the little flock does naturally. Dr. Luke, what is that something? Well, I tell you what, <laughs> we'll talk about it next week. It just happens to be the subject of the story that immediately follows the tale of Mary and Martha. Next week, there are more connections between the exclusive stories of Dr. Luke. We'll connect next week for those connections, Dr. Luke. I look forward to it. We are the messenger of good news worldwide at KFUO.org.